Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. After a retreat, conference, mission trip, or pilgrimage, most attendees experience a sort of spiritual high that lasts for a few days or even weeks. However, if the high isn't capitalized on, once it's gone, it's easy to let things go back to normal. In an effort to help prevent this kind of spiritual backslide, on today's podcast, which was recorded live at Seek 2019, Kevin and I share three steps for squeezing as many graces as possible out of a recent spiritual encounter. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to How To Catholic Podcast. It is a very unique podcast here today. We've never done this before. Lots of things we've never done. It's a first for the podcast. We are at Focus's Seek Conference with 17,000 of our best friends and here that's in not Indianapolis. A first. That's not a first. Not a first. We've done these. But the first is that we're podcasting from, one, a box. Yes. A clear box. A clear box. And you can see out because we're actually podcasting live, which we've never done before. And I'm seeing thousands of girls walking by. So the girls' session just ended... And then students are coming out, and people are starting to watch and listen to our podcast, and it's being broadcast out to the exhibition hall. Now you've been caught up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like where we're at right now and what we're doing, but we, we haven't podcasted for a little while. <laughs> it's been a little while. <laughs> that wasn't planned. We're sorry. No, actually. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. I think I actually said this in one of the liturgical lowdowns, too. So, okay, obviously we haven't put out episodes besides the liturgical lowdowns in a while. And that's because, you know what? Sometimes in life, excellence mm. means pulling back. Mm-hmm. And it means saying, I can't right now. And that's what's gone on with the podcast lately. Because we had baby Isaac yep. six weeks ago on Thanksgiving morning, mind you. Mm-hmm. And we wrapped up the bulk of our house remodel. Mm-hmm. literally hours before my water broke. Correct. So 7 p.m., the electricians are there. They're finishing up all of the final work that needed to be done. And at t- 9.50 that night, when the moon was at its fullest... It was at 10.10. Yeah, so we call him the werewolf baby. Um, <laughs> because my water broke. And it had literally been three hours after we finished like the last worker for the remodel and then all of a sudden my water breaks and the baby was coming. It was so, crazy. Yes. And he was eight days early, which has never happened to a cotter baby. Every cotter baby has been seven to fourteen days late. Correct. So nobody was ready. Nope. Nobody was ready. So we had thought, oh, we'll get some podcasts done, the remodels done, all this, and it just didn't happen. So we're sorry. But not sorry, because yeah. <laughs> that's life. And it's funny because it was a chance to do a live podcast during the day with someone watching our six-week-old child. And so we're like, great, let's do a podcast. Yeah, so Emma has her baby. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping she doesn't walk by frantically waving like, I can't get him to calm down. But the good news is that we'll see the baby because we're in a clear, huge clear plastic box. That's true. So there you go. That's the update. That's where we've been. But we have a full episode for you today. We do. Yes. And today our episode is how to spiritual high, 
and obviously we're at Seek, and people get on a very spiritual high here at Seek, um, but this is something that pertains to lots of people. You know, if you don't go on a yearly retreat, you probably should. If you don't go to something like a parish mission or any other type of retreat, that's something you should probably partake in. And many times as we go through these experiences, we have these encounters with our Lord, with other people, we get on this spiritual high and we realize, oh my gosh, you know more about God, you more know more about yourself, you know the direction that you should head, but then you have to head back home. And so that's what this podcast is all about. A verse came to mind. I hadn't shared this verse with you yet. No, in my notes it says, proverb on dogs. Yeah, because I don't think you'd <laughs> like this verse, but I decided to share it anyways. So you snuck it in the notes and didn't tell me so you could talk about dogs and proverbs? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this verse? I'm ready. Because it's. Do you have it memorized? You don't have a Bible on you. N- I think I have it fairly memorized. Okay. Because it's all about when you get on this spiritual high, you go back home, and uh, oftentimes you just can't live, keep living that spiritual high out. And so pro- I think it's, pro- it's Proverbs or Psalms. And I wish I knew the chapter and verse. But it's as a dog returns to its vomit, man returns to his sin. That's inspiring. Should we do some Lexio? <laughs> Meditate. What word sticks out to you? Vomit. <laughs> but just as a dog often will throw up and actually comes back to its vomit and eats it. That's what we do as sin. I love this like graphic image in scripture of sin. It's like we get on these retreats. We know the sin that we have in our life. We know how ugly it is, how bad it is, how we shouldn't do it. And yet somehow we return back to it and partake in it again. And, and the psalmist or the one who wrote Proverbs, is like, that's how gross it is. It's like a dog returning back to its vomit and eating it is us returning to sin after we've left it. So this could be how to spiritual high or how to not return to your vomit. I'm open to either either iteration of our title. <laughs> that's what we're going to cover today. What do you do after a conference or a retreat or some kind of a spiritual high experience. Oh, mission trips. That would be another one. Yeah, that's a yeah. great one. So, And for those of you who maybe are listening to our podcast for the first time, maybe haven't listened before, How To Catholic is all about really how to practically live out your faith. And so uh, we love theology. We love theoretical things. We love philosophy. But in reality, what we love to do is we love to give vision and then get down to how do I practically live out my faith? And so today for this topic, we have four steps for an intentional post-conference uh, win, like four steps for how do we really live out this spiritual high in the right way. Yes, get the most out of the experience. So step one is to process the experience, which basically means to take some time to intentionally process what happened. I think so often we can go home from events like this and we're on the spiritual high and then we just parachute into real life and it's like, boom, it's over. Mm-hmm. And so how do we kind of make sure to process the experience? We want to make sure that we take some time to do this. So that means looking over your notes, if you've taken notes. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to conferences and retreats and took copious notes and then didn't ever look at them again. Yep. And it was like, wow. I wanted to go back and think about them, but I didn't make myself do it. So immediately after the conference, you want to make sure you schedule even some time or find some time where you're going to process the experience. Look over those notes. Maybe you're going to rewatch a talk. If it's an event like this, everything has, not everything, the big stuff has all been live streamed. Mm-hmm. So you can go back and rewatch that talk. Take the time to do that if you know, I really want to hear that message again. Or maybe it's rereading a scripture passage that struck out to you at some point during adoration time or, or at mass or something. Um, but really be intentional. And I think one of the best times to, to process is through not just yourself, but also with your friends. 
and people who are there. I remember going to see conferences when I was when I was a student, when we were students, and some of my favorite parts of the conference were actually the bus ride home. Totally. Because we would all sit around and we would just be like, okay, what was your what was your favorite part? What struck you? What hit you? What happened in your life this weekend? And we would all talk through it on the ten stinky hour bus ride home. Because nobody was, everybody was so hyped up. Nobody could, like, you're exhausted, but you can't sleep. And so we would just talk it through. Um, you, you don't want to miss that step because it's too easy just to go back into regular life. So even at that, I would say there are things you know that are going to steal your joy for a while. Just avoid them. Like, yep. don't look at the news. <laughs> like, don't look at the news for, for a couple days. It's okay. Like, the world's going to keep going. Or... Just don't get on social media. If you haven't been on social media all week and you're like, I just feel peaceful. If you know that that's going to steal your joy, then just stay off. Like, just ride the high for a while so you can process the experience. Yeah, I think the magic really happens on those bus rides home because it's that transition point between this experience and this encounter at an event and then real life. And you begin to start to get a little bit of real life back on those bus rides or those plane rides. And that's where you're talking it through of like, what am I going to do in this situation? Like, your brain starts to really transition from the conference into real life and you start to talk that through and start, start to game plan. So I think that's huge. If we think about these experiences, you know, I think so many times we want God to speak to us, you know? I think that's like every, everybody's like desire in life is like, oh, I just wish God would speak to me. And so many times at these retreats or at these conferences, we were like, oh my gosh, God spoke to me. And so the reality is we want to live out that experience as long as possible. That's what this point's all about is trying to extend that. If God's spoken to you, You'd want to go back to those words. If that, yeah, that scripture passage, whatever it is. I know when I read scripture and it really speaks my life, I'll just keep reading it over and over and over and trying to get as much as I can out of that. So I think that's what processing the experience is all about. If you had this moment, if you've had this time, keep going back to it because the Lord is working on you and he's really impacting you and allow him to keep doing so. Yes. All right. Well, it's time for our mid-show break. But first, I just want to wave to everybody. Hi. Thanks for eating your lunch with us. This yeah. is pretty fun. This is um, really fun. Yeah. Hey, and if someone would do me a favor since you can hear me, could somebody take a picture of this and send it to us on Instagram? That would be really cool. Thank you. I, re- I was like, I should have given my phone to somebody. And then there's all of you who have phones. So that's fantastic. Wow. Way to use your audience. I know. I know. This <laughs> is the <laughs> We're pros at this already the first time. Here we go. All right. Well, it's time for our Catholic hack. And I'm going to let Kevin do our hack this time. Usually I steal the hack, but... As our traditional, yes. as our listeners know, traditionally, Lisa is all about the hacks. I really like this one, though, because I think it's, we have a personal story with it as well. But this hack is all about green scapulars. So green scapulars are for those who are away from the faith. Uh, they're based on an approved apparition to Sister Justine, a daughter of charity in the early 1840s in Paris, France. Sister Justine explains it this way. She says, it suffice that is to be blessed by a priest and worn by the one whom we desire to benefit by Our Lady's intercession. If, on the other hand, the person is unable or even unwilling to wear it or carry it, it may be slipped unknown to him into his clothes, bedroom, or possessions. So all you have to do is pray three times a day. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. And so I love green scapulars because they're all about conversion. It's like, hey, what the green scapular is about is putting it on someone you want to have a conversion and then praying for them and intercessing, uh, intercessing for them so that conversions can, can come about. And I almost hate calling this a hack because it sounds a little, like, devious. Like, <laughs> I'm going to make you convert because I'm going to put a green scapula on you. But we used to do this in college because um, we were like that. Yep. In fact, the RAs would know, like, the, 
we have in particular one guy friend who knew like there were guys who were like just on the cusp of conversion and he was an RA so he would go into their dorm rooms uh, before they moved in and he would put green scapulars under their sinks like like tape them up in there and and the guys he did it to converted so both, both, of, them. <laughs> both of them yep so we I know we're weird as Catholics we're so weird but we, what I, yeah. I love about these devotions is they cause us to do the things that we know we should right so like mm-hmm. I know with a lot of Marian devotions, it's like, oh, pray the rosary each day, and like certain promises are given. It's because when we pray the rosary, it does, it brings about our salvation. You know, like it's, it's very true. And I think this one's the same where it's like, all right, I'm going to give them this green scapular, but I'm also praying each day for their conversion. Like that's what we should do. And that devotion is there to help us just have something, a trigger, a habit, a method for actually praying for somebody and doing that concretely. And so I, I love hacks like this. It just makes sense. And I think our faith makes sense when you, when you yeah. realize it's, it's causing you to not only just do something, but um, like one, one action, but it's, it's causing your spirit to actually pray for them. Yeah, and probably the most inconspicuous place I've ever put them is between the mattresses. It's like between the box spring and the mattress. That's a good place because they're sleeping there. And then the green scapulars ran under their head. So. Wow. so go get yourself some green scapulars for those people who you know need to come to know our Lord and, and be praying it. So set an alarm. That's, that's the other thing I would say. Set an alarm because you need to be praying that three times a day, so make sure, put it into your prayer routine somewhere. It's just one sentence, Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. We can do that. Nice. All right. Okay, so this is how to spiritual high. We've gone over our first point, which is really to process the experience. Lisa, take us through our second point. Yes, our second step is to complete your homework. So I know throughout this conference that you've been given homework, you've been given to-dos, you've been given challenges. So an example that comes to mind immediately is at this conference, Sister Miriam James, in her talk, talked about writing down that one thing that you just have not given to the Lord, you just have not spoken to the Lord. That's a piece of homework right there. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done that yet, that's part of the, the processing of the conference as you're coming home. Do those homeworks. Or in my Dating Detox talk, which I was able to give a talk on our book, I challenged everyone to write out a list of their triggers, write a list of those things that happen, what happens before you end up situations you regret. Start, start recognizing what those are and start putting parameters or avoiding them. If you were at that talk, that's a, that's a piece of homework. Do that. Make a list of those things you need to do and do them. Other examples of homework might be um, oftentimes at these events, you meet people and you say, hey, I'll follow up with you or hey, let's, let's connect. Um, I know I got a business card from somebody and I do really want to connect with them. But if I don't do it, if I don't put it down and I make sure it happens, a couple of weeks will go by and it'll never happen. So put it on your list. This is my homework from this conference. I want to make sure that I do this. Um, Or visiting a booth. Let's say you walked by Christ in the City's booth and you're thinking, maybe I should consider applying there. Take the time to research it. Or there are amazing amounts of religious orders here. If there's a religious order that you felt drawn to and you're thinking, I should probably set up a time to go visit or at least research a little bit more about them, that's on your homework list. Make sure that you're doing those things so you don't waste all the graces that have come from these encounters at this conference, make sure you actually follow up on them. Yeah, this is such a compressed time, right? Conference is so quick. Everything happens so fast. It's so funny because you anticipate it for so, so long, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, we have one day left. Like, it's over tomorrow. And um, there's so many things that God's probably put placed on your heart and your mind over the course of these five days. We have to act on them. And obviously there's some yeah bigger things too that sometimes we need to take care of, like, I was told to break up with my boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> I need to go and do, do that. 
Uh, I need to talk to that family member. All right, let's figure out how to have that conversation, whatever it may, may be. Or like, I need to ask for forgiveness or I need to forgive someone. Like, do it, do it, do it, do it. I feel like these kinds of events, retreats, conferences, going on a mission trip, oftentimes afterwards there are a lot of either breakups or reconciliations that happen. Mm-hmm. And you know if you don't do it now, you're not going to do it. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to wimp out. <laughs> so while you have the grace, if you know you need to do something big, do it. I think that's probably one of the biggest questions we get after like a dating detox uh, talk is like, how do you know that they're the one? Or like, how do I know if I should break up with someone? And so many times you just, you know, it's a question of prudence and like discernment, but so many times you'll just say like, you know, though, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a question. You're at, and they're like, yeah, I know. And it's like, you know, very clearly that you should break up with this person. And it's like, oh yeah, I know. And it's like, you have that thought right now. You just need to act on it. You go back home and then you start making excuses. You start rationalizing it. You start doing X, Y, and Z you know, you have a complete clarity right now. Don't lose that clarity. Act on it. If, in this case, break up with that person if that's what you know God's calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Don't avoid it. Write it down. Know it, for, know it very clearly. Because two weeks from now, your brain and your heart can tell you totally different things just based on the situation, because you forgot, whatever it might be. Just really own what God's speaking to you this week. Absolutely. All right, ready for step three? I am ready for step three on how to spiritual high. And this one is to make resolutions. So as you process, you want to make concrete resolutions for how life is going to result, as, how life is going to change as a result of this experience. So you just want to think, all right, I've had this experience. The Lord's spoken to me. Now what is life going to look like? Like how, how is my life going to change? How is it going to look differently uh, what habits do I need to change? What habits do I need to add? What a- habits, h- how, how do I get those together? So um, the ultimate, you know, resolution, I think, from everyone here at this conference is that not that people had a great conference experience, it's that it actually changes their life and they put it into their real life uh, patterns. So, yeah, I mean, Focus doesn't spend years and millions of dollars putting on these conferences so we can have, like, five fun days as Catholics. Like... <laughs> That would be a huge waste. No, they do it because they want people to have a change, a change in their life, a change in their heart. This is, this, the con- it's actually not about the conference. Yep. Like, ultimately, it's not about these five days. It's about what happens afterwards. Yep. What happens for the rest of your life as a result of this conference. That's what this is about. And Matthew Kelly, his great line is, your life changes when your habits change. Your life changes when your habits change. And so if you've gotten here and you say, I want my life to be different, I want my life to change, you need to look at your habits and say, what about my habits will change so that my life will be different? And so we have some thoughts for you as you're thinking about resolutions, as you're going back home, for different kind of categories of resolutions that you should think through. So here's some, some things you will we'll go kind of one by one here. The first one is community. You know, I think um, one of the best ways our habits can change is that we're around friends or a group of people that can help us change those habits. Group of people that say, we wanna live differently. If we have a a different life in mind and we go back to the same friends who live um, something contrary to that, it's gonna be really difficult to pull ourselves through that because really who our friends are determines so much of our course. And um, so if if we wanna make a change, we need to look at our community and say, how do I switch my group of friends if that's what's needed to live out the habits um, that I know God's calling me to. And uh, more, even more concretely, finding an accountability partner, uh, even among that, to say, I need you to hold me accountable to make sure I'm living these things out. Yeah, and the tricky thing about community is 
is we definitely advocate you need to have a strong community around you in order to be able to live this out. And it can seem as if we're saying, ditch your other your, your old friends. Like, get rid of them. They're bad people. And that's, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is you have to have a strong community around you in order to be able to help pull up as opposed to be pulled down. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's kind of a both and. Like, we actually don't want you just to, like, ditch and abandon your friends unless they're, like, causing you to do illegal bad things. But um, what ultimately we want is for you to be in a place where you can say, come with me. Mm-hmm. Like, come along with me. There's this, there's this change that's happening in my life, and I, I know I want more joy and peace in your life. And that is willing the good of another friend. Like, that, that's virtuous friendship right there. And so that's the place that ultimately we want you to get to. But we also realize if you just go home and keep doing everything you've done before and you have no accountability, you have no support, it's going to be really hard to survive in that kind of a a desert. And sometimes it depends on when those friendships happen. So for instance, on Friday and Saturday night, having those friendships could be really detrimental if they're the wrong kind of friendships, but instead you could still have that friendship at lunch during the week Mm -hmm. where you're not drawn into those habits, right? I remember a, a unique story from Dating Detox where the girl said, I kept going over to this guy's house, and I knew I shouldn't go over there because bad things would happen, but I kept doing it, and then I was surprised, like, bad things happened. You know, like, we have to avoid the situations with the community. So we, it, it, sometimes it's the context of where those friendships happened, not just those friendships themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just, that's kind of a sticky one. So it, you just, you, you need good friends, yep. is the bottom line. Like, you, 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 you have to have, you have to have good friends. <laughs> yep, and I think it's, it's important to have that one person, too, or two people who can hold you accountable. Because those are the people, when they see you drifting off, when they see you doing something that you shouldn't, they can come to you and say, you told me you didn't want to do that, and now I see that you are. What's going on? Um, and that's, that's, I think, really needed as you're trying to start new habits. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that was uh, one of our, our categories here of habits and resolution. The next one is prayer. And I think so many speakers have said this. It's very easy to say, but much harder to do. And it's that daily prayer life. I think there's one habit I can think of that's going to help you continue this encounter, going to help you process from a spiritual high into a life that you're going to live each day. It's prayer. I think prayer is the life-changing habit where we make sure that each day we're recognizing God exists, God can change our life, God is real, and that my life should be based on Him. And I think when we decide to not pray, that's where our habits can totally get off because we, we're, not, we're not centered on our Lord and it's so easy for other things to come into the picture. And that's a great thing to have your accountability partner do with you. I know during Lent, for, no, Lent, Advent, for example, a friend and I, we would text each other after we prayed. we just pick any kind of emoji. <laughs> was it a fruit emoji? No, it was any just emoji. anything. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so that way we knew that, okay, I prayed. And then if it was getting late in the day and I was like, she hasn't texted me yet. She hasn't prayed. I'd like get nervous, you know, and I'd like remind her, like, did you pray yet? And sometimes it'd be like, oh, yeah, I just never texted. Yep. Um, but that accountability is, is huge. I think prayer is a great one to have accountability for. It's like we put the first two together, community and prayer. Yeah. A lot of this goes hand in hand. It, yep. Even the next one goes Absolutely. hand in hand with prayer. It's another form of spiritual stuff. I don't know what the right word is. Spiritual stuff. We get very stuff. technical here on how yeah. to Catholic. So next, next category is sacraments. So that's where, you know, if you haven't been going to Mass each Sunday, that's such a rhythm and a routine to your life that really renews your relationship with our Lord, makes sure you're really tracking towards Him, making sure that's balanced. So that's a great thing to put back into our life. Um, I think, too, if you're really trying to change habits, confession is huge. 
And I think uh, it's one of those things that can be really frustrating at first when you have a particular habit that's bad that you're trying to overcome. Um, and going to confession, sometimes it can be really frustrating. You're like, Father, you know, my last confession was four days ago. I'm confessing X, and that's what I confessed four days ago. You know, like, it, it becomes this uh, really difficult process. But if we change, that's actually why it's so difficult is because we're in that habit, we're in that sin, we're in that vice, and it is very habitual. And so we've got to get out of it. And something like confession kind of wakes us up, and it helps us try to retrain ourselves to not live that out anymore. So I think confession... It's huge, especially for chastity, especially for relationships. Um, I think especially for any type of addiction to try to pull us out of that and to say, I'm going to keep returning to God's grace. I'm going to keep asking for his grace. And it's really difficult. It's really hard, but I'm going to persevere in that as well. Yeah, and I think ultimately the sacraments give us the grace that we need. Like that that's what a sacrament is. It's a, <clears throat> a way of getting receiving grace. And while we can't force God to give it to us, like I was talking about running into spiritual traffic, like the sacraments are, are like running into spiritual traffic. Mm. Like if you want to get hit by a car, you're going to run into the street. So wow. if, if you want to get hit with grace, like you, you got to put yourself in a place where you're going to get hit. And I think that that's where God comes to meet us. And so we need to show up. That's two graphic images, analogies we've had today, the dog vomiting, and then uh, getting hit in traffic. Yeah. Yours was a lot more positive than mine. <laughs> Mine was negative. Yours was spiritual traffic that you get hit by. Yeah. Huh. Get hit by a semi. Be uh, good for you. Last category we want to make through is just virtue. And that's really any addiction or sin you need to work on. Um, you know, that I think so many times it's like that one thing that we know, like, all right, I've got to get better at that. It's just after New Year's. Um, I think that's really key to just try to figure that out. We have uh, lots of podcast episodes, but as I always say, one of my favorite ones is just how to have it podcast episode. So if you're trying to figure out, all right, how do I stop a bad habit and start a new one? Our how-to habit podcast, I really love because it gives you step-by-step what that looks like and gets really practical and nitty-gritty. I think so many times in the faith, people are like, be more virtuous. And you're like, I'll be more courageous. Or like, be more charitable. And you're like, yes, you know. But I think, yeah, how do I do that? The how-to habit episode is going to walk you through what that actually looks like. How do you actually acquire virtue? How do you stop doing vice? And um, why the things work the, the way they do? And it really, I think, unlocks who we are as humans and, and how we work. Yeah, virtue, growth and virtue in many ways, not that theological virtues, those are just given by grace, but the, yeah. the human virtues, it really is, it's just about intentionality. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional. You can't just say, I'm going to do this. Yep. You have to have a plan, like a concrete step-by-step, here's what I'm going to do, here's who's going to keep me accountable, here's what's going to happen as a consequence if I don't. Yep. And that's just, it's, there's really no other way around it. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of it's very simple, but once it's revealed, you're like, oh, all of a sudden, life becomes so much more clear of like, that's how I'd stop doing that. Or like, that's why I started doing that or kept doing that. Um, So really recommend that episode. Very good. All right, so our three, I think at the beginning we said four. We said four. We did. But we only had three. It might be because we're still parents of newborns and mm-hmm. maybe have colds and trying to process a <laughs> podcast episode all in between. Oh, but it's just three. It's so good. It's so real life. This is real life, people. This is what happens. All right. So three steps. First is to process the experience. Take the time. Process what happened at Seek or at, at your retreat or at whatever it is that you're just coming home from. Be intentional about that. Second step is to complete your homework, any of those to-dos that you gathered throughout the conference. 
actually do them. There's grace in doing them. Even if you're thinking, I don't want to do that, actually do it. It's like regular homework. Mm. And then finally, the third is make resolutions. Make actual concrete resolutions step by step. How are you going to bring about changes? And we highly recommend you get accountability for it. Um, and, and that way you can look back in a month and say, am I actually achieving what I wanted to achieve? Am I actually achieving what God told me to do? So, mm -hmm. so, so crucial that you have resolutions, concrete that things that you can look back and say, where am I at and how am I doing? There you go. All right, so our how-to challenge, we end every episode with really what's a, a resolution, basically, with a challenge to give you because we want to be super practical here. I told the ladies I had the first morning, I talked to all the ladies, I told them that I like to-do lists, I like order. Like, this is proof right here. This yeah. is our whole podcast. It's just order, step by step. So the how-to challenge is if you are at Seek, make a list of these three steps with little boxes next to them and check them off as you do them and make sure they actually happen. And if you're not at Seek and you're listening to this at a later date or, or you're just home, our challenge for you is to plan a spiritual getaway, a conference, a retreat. Maybe all you can do is a personal day of reflection, but something. Do something to force yourself to take some time and reflect on life and to open yourself up in a radical way to God's grace. That is how we grow. Um, these moments are, are crucial. I can think back to my own life Seek conference, I went, they, we didn't call it Seek at the time, we called it like the Focus Conference or something like, Focus Leadership Conference, something like that. I went every year, all four years, and every time I came back a changed person. Yep. So make yourself, give yourself that, that gift to go away and do something big. Amen. Well, that was our show for today. Thanks for listening in, especially thank you to our live audience. And watching in and eating awesome. your lunch with us. Oh, they're clapping. That's if you want fun. to connect with us, our email is hello at made to magnify.org. Or you can find us com. on com. Oh, it's dot com. We paid for the dot com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin R. Cotter or Lisa Ann Cotter. That's Ann with no E. As always, if you enjoy the show, please give it a rating on iTunes. Add it to your podcast subscriptions and tell a friend. This helps us get the word out about how to Catholic. Until next week, be saints. Or next month. <laughs> it's worth it. Just pray for Isaac to sleep. That's when we will begin podcasting again. <laughs> All right. God bless. <laughs>